Presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-traded funds, issuers and investments. I'm Margarita Harikova and joining me today is Luis Beruga, Chief Executive Officer at Global X ETFs and Deborah Furr. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So Luis, can you provide a brief background on Global X and your role within the company? Global X is an ETF sponsor based out of New York. We were founded in 2008 and we launched our very first ETF in 2009. Today, we have $44 billion in AUM. We are widely considered the leaders in thematic investing, and we've been able to expand internationally in other regions such as Europe, Asia, and Latin America. My role is a chief executive officer of the company. I took over this role back in 2018 when we were acquired by the Mireille Asset Financial Group. Would you note the popularity of thematic ETFs as one of the highlights of 2021? Absolutely. If you look at some of the data in the U.S., but quite frankly, this is also true in other regions of the world, assets in thematic ETFs back in 2019 were roughly $30 billion in AUM, whereas right now we are sitting at around $130 billion. Investors are realizing the benefits of thematic investing, right? On one hand, you have access to high-growth disruptive themes in the economy, such as you know, cloud computing, telemedicine and digital health, video games and e-sports that were very relevant in the context of COVID-19. But quite frankly, from a portfolio management standpoint, these themes in many cases really contribute to diversify the risk profile of a client's portfolio, given that many of these themes tend to have very concentrated positions that offers typically low correlation with the broader portfolio. GlobalX is a good example, as right now we have 33 thematic ETFs in the U.S. with roughly $20 billion in AUM. And we've been doing this since pretty much back in 2010 when we launched our very first thematic ETF, which is our GlobalX Lithium and Battery Tech ETF that now has around $5 billion in AUM. When you look at 2021, which themes were the most popular? We saw a significant amount of interest in our fintech ETF. More specifically, we launched a GlobalX blockchain ETF in July of 2021. And basically, this is an ETF that aims to provide access to companies that are very well positioned to materialize the success of a broader adoption of blockchain and digital assets in general. We also saw a significant amount of interest in our sustainable themes. We are seeing a very significant shift in the economy towards clean energy and sustainable living. So we developed a number of ETFs to provide access to some of these companies that are very well positioned to benefit from the materialization of these trends, hydrogen, clean water, solar and wind energy. And we saw a significant amount of interest by the market in all of these themes around, again, data assets and sustainability. And do you find that retail investors are the primary users of thematic ETFs in the U.S.? Thematic investing is becoming popular across all segments of the market. We are seeing institutional clients using thematic ETFs, financial advisors, and retail clients. It is true that I think in the last couple of years, as a direct consequence of COVID-19, we have seen a lot of interest coming from the self-directed retail segment of the market. For a number of reasons. One is because there is more income because many retail investors are not spending as much money as they were doing before because they are kind of locked down 
at home, but quite frankly, because in many cases, they are even receiving direct payments from the government. So if you combine more money available to invest with easier access, right now you have lots of fintech and robo-advisor platforms offering very easy access to the markets. I think that's definitely contributed to having more and more self-directed retail clients participate in the markets and therefore actively buying ETFs. Which factors draw you to expand the Global X presence and launch products in Europe? Ever since we were acquired by Mireille Asset in 2018, we've been working very hard to build a very robust infrastructure to make Global X not just a leading ETF issuer in the US, but around the world. And a key element of that strategy has been Europe. In December of 2020, we launched our very first two thematic usage ETFs. And more recently, in November and December of 2021, we launched 15 more thematic ETFs. So now we have a full range of 17 usage ETFs, and we have one of the most comprehensive families of thematic ETFs in the European market. And you've also decided to expand to Hong Kong and Japan. We know there's a number of different countries that have ETFs out in Asia. Why did you choose those two countries? We thought Hong Kong was a phenomenal location for us to attack the Chinese market, the Southeast Asia market. So right now, in that business, we have around $2.5 billion in assets and 32 ETFs listed in the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. In Japan, we were able to sign a joint venture with Daiwa Securities, the second largest financial institution in Japan. And we partnered with the idea of bringing thematic ETFs to the Japanese market under the GlobalX brand. That business is still very, very new, but we already have around 10 ETFs listed in the Tokyo Stock Exchange with around $500 million in AUM. How do you find Hong Kong and Japan compared to the US and Europe? In Europe and the US, typically what we see, particularly for our thematic strategies, is long-term investors buy and hold that truly believe that many of the benefits of these things will materialize over the next two or three decades. In Japan and in Hong Kong, we are seeing a lot more tactical trend than what we have seen in the US historically. And what is your 2022 outlook? So we do think many corporations all over the world are rethinking how they can optimize their processes around supply chain to try to mitigate some of the challenges that they have faced over the last couple of years. We do think robotics and AI can be a very effective way to improve some of those processes. So we do expect more investment going into those two main things, robotics and artificial intelligence. Another theme is cybersecurity. And this is one of the things in which I personally have a high degree of conviction because I just don't see a world in which there are less cybersecurity threats than we have today. We are seeing very clearly a huge transition from the physical world to the digital world. That means more data, more content, more speed, and more devices connected to the internet. And finally, electric vehicles. We have seen a large increase in interest, and we do believe 2022 could be the inflection point for the industry for a number of reasons. Prices continue to go down, particularly when you factor in subsidies and maintenance costs. The infrastructure of the charging network is definitely improving. We are seeing that in the US, in Europe, but also in key markets in Asia. And finally, quite frankly, the regulatory tailwinds, because governments around the world are heavily incentivizing consumers 
to favor electric vehicles because of all of that, we do think electric vehicles are very well positioned to capture an outsized growth in the marketplace over the coming year. Those are interesting insights. Do you see any regional differences in your outlook? I would consider robotics and artificial intelligence being particularly meaningful in countries like Japan and China. Aging population is definitely an issue in Japan. It's very difficult for Japanese companies to find workers that want to perform certain tasks, and they are resorting to robotics and artificial intelligence to bridge that gap. And in the last two or three decades, the cost of labor in China has increased dramatically. So they're really faced with a challenge of having to optimize their cost of production, and they are definitely using and investing in robotics and artificial intelligence to keep costs low. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you to our sponsor, Syntax Advisors, to Louis, and to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit us at etftv.net. Thank you. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.